Hi, I'm Nathaniel Coles, and you're listening to On the Road to Perfection, presented by Holy Owned and Operated, created by my parents, Beth and Christopher Coles. 100% unscripted. It is also produced by my older brother, Andrew. This podcast is my parents talking about our faith, what they believe, and how they share it, but also about how they've messed up, and how to help you not mess up in your faith. Combined, they have over 60 years of strong Catholic faith and commitment. They walk around our neighborhood talking about faith, morals, how to live in this world, but not of it, science and faith, and a formidable repertoire of music. The same way they talk about and live it at home, where I hear it every waking hour of every day. They also share their stumbles and falls, many of which you are probably familiar with. This podcast is completely unscripted and unedited, and, as such, it is just them talking, as they always have, to me for over a dozen years. And I hope that you are able to get a piece of what I have gotten all my life. Now, from Holy Owned and Operated, On the Road to Perfection, a different kind of podcast by my parents, Beth and Christopher. Come, Holy Spirit, be with us, enlighten us, and reveal to us what you want us to say, and open our hearts and minds to you and your revelation, open the heart and mind of our listener to your revelation, and we praise our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and giving us the opportunity to do this, to talk about our faith and to share it with others, with each other. And we offer all of it to the glory of God. For these and all his mercies, God's holy name be praised. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Okay, so here's the main point. The Eucharist is the source and summit of our faith, and the Eucharist is truly the body, blood, soul, and divinity of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yes, so we are... That was that was about 15 seconds. Okay. So what I want everybody to do is just rewind those 15 seconds and play them approximately uh, 80 times and they'll get 20 minutes of podcast. Okay. Sounds good. Good. All right. We'll wait. Yep. Okay. So this will probably be a longer podcast episode since our listeners listened for 20 minutes already. Right. (laughs) Just kidding. Oh, I mean, if if you you did that, maybe tune back in to the rest of this when you've got 20 more minutes. Hey, you know, it's it's the first 20 minutes on the ride to work and on on the way back. It's just rewinding in traffic might be difficult. Yeah. Um, So, yes, that's it is not a symbol. Nope. 
um, if one believes it is a symbol, then that, that puts one more in the Lutheran or Methodist uh, yeah. faith tradition. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that sort of uh, belief is um, is often often a stage to believing the Eucharist mm -hmm. is the body, blood, soul, and divinity of our Lord Jesus Christ. But make no mistake about it. When we receive the Eucharist, we are consuming flesh and blood. Yes. And soul and divinity. Right. Um, it doesn't feel like it. Nope. Most times. Um, doesn't look like it. Nope. Um, that makes it more palatable for the masses. Yeah. Uh, no pun intended. Mass is there, but um, but it also makes it possible uh, for everybody to partake. Yes. In our Lord, who said, "If you do not gnaw on my flesh, you're you will have no life within you." Yes. So if if it were a finite amount, like a you know five foot eight man, right. uh, he'd be long gone by now. <laughs> right. So no, we are not cannibals. Nope. The, um, but here's the thing. It, and the reason we kind of are, not kind of, the reason we're doing this right, podcast what instigated this episode. is yeah. there was an article in um, the Franciscan University magazine that we get. There was an article um, written by a, a Franciscan uh, alumna, alum, 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 um, and he's currently in charge of something for the Eucharistic revival in the United States. Um, but his, his story was that in high school, he went to a Steubenville Youth Conference and um, had a conversion, um, the beginnings of his conversion. He went home and wanted to know more. And he read a book that his family had on the bookshelf and it explained the true presence okay. in the Eucharist. <clears throat> right. And in the article, he said something to the effect of eight years of religious education and four years of high school CCD. And I had never heard that before. Yeah. And I think maybe that's, Maybe that's the key because I don't. I don't think he said nobody ever told me this before. Uh, maybe they did. Maybe he did write yeah, that. Yeah, I but, think he wrote. Nobody ever told me yeah, this. And, you know, and I'm like, and and, and yeah, we've all been teenagers, mm -hmm. and we've all been children. Yes. And we've all not listened. Yes. Um, and so I, I that would be a. I, I think it would be a gross, uh, miss step <laughs> if throughout those years he yeah. hadn't you know had told you know the, the likelihood of you know 12 years of mass going you know this what is that 600 masses etc and yeah. you know the likelihood is that he did he was told yeah um but what that speaks to and why we want to talk about it is you can't just say it once. It's not one and done. Right. As parents and catechists for other folks, we can't just say it's the body, blood, soul, and divinity. We cannot <laughs> assume that people 
have learned it. Right. We even, can't, even if they've been told even it. Even if they've been told. Right. And, and we can't assume that they've heard it before. Right. Um, we, we cannot make that assumption. This is, this is one of the fundamental truths of our faith. One of the things that makes Catholics... Catholic. Catholic. Yeah. Okay. Um, This is the Eucharist that Jesus instituted at the Last Supper. Okay. The blood of the new covenant is the blood that I will pour out for you. This is what we're talking about. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, you know, I mean, you're a convert. You learned this in your journey to the faith and, right. and in your reading and then in our CIA and, you know, as an adult, you learned it and believed it and accepted it as truth as yeah. part of faith. Right. Yeah. I, I embraced it. I, I, I learned it and it was confirmed in our CIA and in inquiry class as I, as I did those, the, um, so, but that that was a fundamental, or is a fundamental. You know, I've kind of gotten in trouble in RCIA classes when I when teaching them, saying, you know, if you don't if you don't believe this, you you're not Catholic. You know, it's a membership requirement. You know, and, <laughs> and I've been told, don't say that. Well, I don't know. Yeah, what, what, kinda, yeah. yeah, you know. Um, yeah. Otherwise, if it's a symbol, or That's, we don't we don't contemplate yeah. what it is, right? That, then we're you know. We're missing. We're missing so much. We're missing right. the source and summit. Right, right. And and that, um, you know. So with with children, I'm uh, I I know because we have asked mm-hmm. that our children believe it wholeheartedly. Yes. And we have constantly talked about it growing up around the yeah. dinner table yeah. after mass at yeah. donuts, whatever right. you know. And we didn't, you know. Yes, they all went through first communion classes in second grade as seven-year-olds. As a seven-year-old, and I can attest to this, having been seven and gone through first communion classes, as a seven-year-old, if you had asked me, I would have said, that's Jesus. What does that mean? I don't know. Right. You know, I I mean, let's, let's be real here. You can believe something and not understand it. Sure. The challenge is when you get older and you have this belief and you go, why do I believe that? Right. And you don't figure out why. And you don't have someone that can help you grow and develop your relationship with Christ and learn to listen to the Holy Spirit and, and discern that belief and faith in a more mature way. Then you will begin to doubt sure. in a way that to the point of, I don't know what to believe right. or I don't believe. Or the church teaches something that, that or you think they're teaching something, something that they're that not. They're not. And, and so confusion happens. Right. And what we want to avoid is confusion. What we want to promote is asking the question. Yeah, you know, transubstantiation is a big word. It is. And it doesn't even really need to come come into play and you know, for the most part when uh, when I when I learned it and then started going to to mass, I I craved 
being able to receive. Yeah. And I was sad when I when I when I couldn't, and I, you know, was in the pew. Everybody else was going up to receive, and you know, I'd get a blessing. You know, it was just, you know, because I knew what the yeah. Eucharist was. Right. Um, and you know, being in the in the pew before I started going to receive a blessing gave me an opportunity um, to see others going up, and it. I mean, I, I was like, why aren't they jumping and skipping and, you know, <laughs> you know, knocking each other over to get there, you right, know? <laughs> right. Um, so, if, I mean, and, to pass that, to pass that on, we have to believe. Right. And, and it can become habit sure, where sure. you don't really think about it. Yeah. You know, you're, you believe, you have faith, you know that that's Jesus in the Eucharist, but it's become kind of a rote habit. And, and so it's not something that you necessarily contemplate every time you receive the Eucharist. So we encourage you contemplate, you well, know, yeah. and, and, and when you receive the Eucharist, when the next time you receive the Eucharist, think about it. This is Jesus. This is my Lord and savior. This is my King giving me the food of himself in order to bring me to heaven, to be with him forever. Right. That's, that's what it's for. It is food for the journey. Um, you know, the, the souls in purgatory and the souls in heaven do not get to receive the Eucharist. Right. They, they don't. You know, the ones in heaven are in the beatific vision and right. it's all there. Constantly um, infused. Yeah. But, but those souls in purgatory, they're, they're, they don't. Right. And it's, you know, it, this is a privilege that we have as church militant, as humans on earth. Right. That Jesus would become one of us and then give us himself in this most precious, special way that we, but it is a mystery. And so it's hard to think about. It's hard to understand. It's hard to explain to others. And so as parents, we have to continue to learn for ourselves, but also in order so that we can continue that conversation with our children after they've made their first communion and their second communion and their, you know, third communion and, right, and so right. on and so forth. And when, you know, it, it's, it isn't enough to assume that they're getting it at CCD classes, religious education, faith formation, whatever it's called in your parish. Right. Um, it, it's certainly not enough to think that that's, that they're going to get all of it because they can't, it's not possible for the catechist to spend the time. Um, and that faith formation class is to present the truths of the faith, but then to, to, for, for a person to incorporate those truths into their own faith life, that's done at home. Yeah, it has to be reinforced at home. And the reason why they're at these faith formation classes anyway is because the home isn't typically 
reinforce it because education is, is and passing on of the faith is is the primary responsibility of, of the, the parents. parents. Right. Um, so if they're going to classes, it's it's because the church has set this up because parents weren't doing it. Um, and if it's set up properly, it's in partnership with it's parents. It's in partnership, and yeah. and and the the, yeah. the parent is the one who drives the the formation, and right. the church supports it. Right. Um, you know, you talked about contemplating it, and I have the privilege of contemplating it every time we r receive. You know, we we step out of the pew and let the let the boys go first. Yeah. And um, I do that specifically uh, because I I I want them. I want I want to get them to the Lord, and I don't want to hold them back. And if something happens, they're you know in the time to walk up you know they're closer to receiving him than than i am you know sort of thing you know I, and and but i honor the lord um and and whether whether we've ever you know talked extensively about that they they know that i'm letting them go first yeah um and then i i contemplate um I, you know, we receive together. Yes. Side by side. We, we walk up together side yep. by side and we receive. Yep. And you receive first. Again, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. it, 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 for, it, one of the reasons being, you know, you're first. Ladies first. Yep. Um, but I get to watch you okay. receive and that just excites me. That, I get to watch you receive. I think that it's. That is beautiful. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fantastic. It's, um, I'm I'm contemplating in the most intimate interaction that I can observe here on this mortal plane yep. um, occur right before my very eyes with you receiving our Lord, body, blood, soul, and divinity. And while contemplating that, then it's my turn. Yeah. You know, and it's exciting. It's like it's like letting your kids go on the bumper cars first, you know, you know, <laughs> you, you, okay. you, know you, you, you get to yeah. experience their, their joy, joy. their you know, yeah. and, and to know that I was a little part of that. I yeah. let them yeah. go first. I didn't yeah. get in their way, yeah. you know? Um, and, uh, and so, the, uh, you know, the, the boys have never seen us receive in uh in a regular mass because yeah. we're always behind we're them. We're always behind them. You know. Yeah. Um but they know we're there. Yeah. And they know that what we what what gravity of reality we put on the right uh, on the situation. Yeah. And you know that that contemplation really starting with shaking Vince's hand, you know, <laughs> as he's the usher and and you know saying peace be with you and then letting you guys go first it's i think that contemplation is very significant because it's it's an event yes know? and it's the most precious and exciting and adventurous event we will ever ever have yeah. on this earth and it's you know it, it it's beyond explanation, yet at the same time, we can talk about it. We can yeah. express our feelings, our thoughts, our understanding of what the Eucharist means to us, to our children, and have them do the same for us. Mm -hmm. And it's that love of the Eucharist. It's the, it's the 
understanding that the Catholic Church has this and you can't get it anywhere else mm -hmm. that keeps us Catholic. That's that that's why we would never leave. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, the institutions, you know, a man getting in the way of things can, you know, be distracting. And we've had those discussions with our children and have had asked them that, you know, how does this affect your faith? And they're, they're rock solid in it, right. you know, despite the foibles of, yeah. of men. But that's another thing is we talk about it. We right. do ask, right. how does this affect your faith? We don't just assume. We don't assume mm -hmm. that they're good. Yeah. You know, yeah. they're confirmed and they're good. Yeah. No, we have to continue that conversation because we are the primary formers of their faith. And even though our oldest is almost 24, we're still that faith former. Yeah, yeah, and we know? always will and be. Always it will doesn't be. say, you know, parents are the primary educators, uh, you know, in forms uh, of the faith in the catechism until they're 18 or until they no. go to, you know, no. confirmation. You know, it's yeah. not Catholic graduation, no. you know. Um, as they grow and mature, you can have even much more deeper yeah. discussions. You know, a, a contemplation of the the intimacy mm -hmm. of receiving the Eucharist. Um, you know, it it's okay for that. It's okay for that to bring you to tears. Yes. You know, um, and it does often for and, me. <laughs> and, and and that's um, that doesn't mean that you don't believe if you're not crying. You right. know, no. Um, no. but that. Uh, you know, that's the singular taste of heaven, you know, that we don't get anywhere else. Exactly. On this, in, in this mortal existence. Yeah. You know, uh, and it's. It is the supreme gift that Jesus has given us. It, it is. It, it is. And it, it, it gives us hope. Yes. You know. <laughs> yes, it does. So, yeah, it, yeah, the Eucharist is not a one and done, you know, okay, they pass the test, you know. Right. <laughs> no. So. You're the greatest. You're the best. I love you. I love you too. Thanks. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of On the Road to Perfection, a different kind of podcast by my parents, Beth and Christopher Coles. This podcast took time, effort, and money to create, and we ask that you visit whollyownedandoperated.com. That's wholly, H-O-L-Y, ownedandoperated.com to donate and check out the massive amounts of free stuff we have available. We are a nonprofit organization and as such are tax deductible so please donate when you visit our website. Also, sign up for our newsletter for free. We send it out weekly to inform you of our new content and upcoming events. Once again, thank you for listening to this week's episode of On the Road to Perfection, a different kind of podcast created by my mom and dad and produced by Wholly Owned and Operated.